Hey there, my name is Ivo, founder at endinsomnia.com. Welcome to the former Insomniac podcast. After suffering from insomnia for five brutal years and after trying everything to fix it, I developed a new approach targeting the root cause of insomnia, which is actually sleep anxiety or the fear of sleeplessness. In this podcast, I talk about the end insomnia system, where I share tips, learnings and insights from overcoming insomnia and tell the stories of people who do, so you can apply the principles to end insomnia for good too. If you want to get a 30-day free email masterclass on how to reduce sleep anxiety that people usually paid $200 for, and also receive this podcast as a newsletter every Saturday, go to endinsomnia.com. A good definition of insomnia is high anxiety and reactivity regarding not sleeping, which in turn inhibits or interrupts normal sleep. Although insomnia-related distress can be felt in the body, insomnia doesn't start in the body, it starts in the mind. Insomnia is not a condition the way heart disease or cancer is a condition. This doesn't mean that you are to blame or that suffering isn't real or difficult to bear. And it also does not mean that you are broken. It just means that there is a way out because unlike certain physical conditions, you can change your mind over time and change the factors that give rise to insomnia. You can't lose the ability to sleep, but you can get stuck in a loop where your natural ability to fall asleep and stay asleep is constantly interrupted by a stressed out mind and nervous system. All this is to say that there is nothing fundamentally wrong with you. You've likely tried all the things that are supposed to help you sleep, like herbal teas, lavender oil, hot baths, weighted blankets, expensive pillows, carefully timed wind downs, and probably countless other things. It's confusing and scary when these fail one after the other. They fail because none of these quick fixes actually address the root cause of the problem. When you recognize that the main problem is that you're really anxious about not sleeping and that you're caught in a vicious cycle, you can see that the things you've been trying haven't dealt with the root cause of the problem. Ultimately, it's your anxiety and conditioned hyperarousal that are at the core of your insomnia. This also explains why CBTI or Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia doesn't work for so many people and can even make things worse. CBTI relies heavily on behavioral methods of change like hardcore sleep restriction, and getting out of bed if you haven't fallen asleep within 20 minutes or so. I did this myself. The idea to exhaust your body so much that sleep is forced to happen, leading to more confidence that you can sleep. However, for many people, including myself back then, having to spend a painfully short amount of time in bed and getting in and out of bed just becomes a new source of stress that makes the core problem, which is the anxiety, even worse. And when CBTI doesn't work, people feel even more broken and hopeless than ever before because it was supposed to be the gold standard of psychological treatment. 
This is a real tragedy, in my opinion. If you want to get over your insomnia, you must address the fear of sleeplessness directly. Another common experience is for you to feel like your insomnia is unique and that no one else is like you, no one understands, and that you may be beyond any help. I was the same, trust me. Fortunately, I can tell you that your insomnia is not unique, it's not special by any means. While insomnia can take on various forms and it can sometimes change over time, and even though the exact sleep struggles may vary a bit from person to person, the core issues and the solutions are almost always the same. The issues are anxiety, hyperarousal, and the perceptions and reactions and behaviors that simply fuel your insomnia. When you get a handle of this, your insomnia will fade and you can enjoy a life with good sleep. Even if you're dealing with ongoing factors like pain, health problems, hormonal changes or aging that make it harder to sleep, it's still primarily the anxiety, hyperarousal, perceptions, reactions and behaviors that create long-lasting insomnia. These are all factors that you have the power to shift over time. Another relieving fact is that people with insomnia have been shown to commonly underestimate the amount of sleep they're getting at night. It's simply hard to objectively be aware of how much sleep we're truly getting, especially when we're anxious, half awake, or just bracing for the worst that night. Knowing that there is often a tendency to underestimate how much sleep we're getting when we're struggling with insomnia may help put your mind at ease a little. In fact, there is a whole subtype of insomnia called paradoxical insomnia. This occurs when a person subjectively experiences that they're sleeping very little, but if they were hooked to sleeping equipment, it would show that they were actually getting a reasonable amount of sleep. This may be the case for you if you experience insomnia, but tend not to feel sleep deprived the next day, even if you're still anxious about your sleep. And finally, this is from Alexei Guzay, who draws on research and argues that there is no significant risk to health or functioning in getting an hour or two less sleep than usual per night. He argues that our ancestors used to sleep shorter hours than we currently do. Our longer sleep durations are made possible by highly controlled sleep conditions our ancestors never had access to. Our ancestors often slept on hard surfaces. They dealt with major temperature drops in the night and would often likely wake up cold. They had to worry about threats like predators in the night, and they also had to deal with bright moonlight and noises from the environment waking them up. We can imagine that sleep might have been a little lighter and shorter under these circumstances, and that this was the norm for most of human history. We now have comfortable mattresses, consistent room temperatures all night, and a safe place to sleep with light and noise reduced. 
Our luxurious sleep environments enable us to get more sleep than we historically would have and we have been a bit spoiled by this. By having ideal sleep environments that allow us to sleep more than our ancestors likely did, we've come to assume that there is a problem with feeling tired. It's okay to be tired during the day like it's okay to be hungry. It doesn't mean anything is terribly wrong. Even if losing an hour or two of sleep makes us more tired, there is fundamentally nothing risky about it. Some people intentionally sleep significantly less than if they were left in bed without an alarm. This allows them to do more in life and even if it comes with some tiredness during their days. So I'm not saying that you need to get less sleep than you normally would prefer, but that's probably what you're experiencing right now due to your insomnia. So the knowledge I'm sharing can help you tell yourself a less threatening story about what's happening when you don't sleep well or when you feel tired. It's not fundamentally bad or a health risk to feel tired or to get less sleep than you would ideally like. Knowing this can relieve and lower performance anxiety around sleep, which helps open you up to getting better sleep more often.